Give God 90 Radio On Demand. My name is Jerry Mitchell, your host for Give God 90. Thank you for joining me for just a little while today as we uh, look at deception. Are you being deceived? Are you deceiving someone else? Are you teaching others that it's okay to be deceived? More on that in a moment. First, let me remind you, if you've not downloaded the Give God 90 app, it is free for your Apple or Android device. Um, you know, that way it comes directly to your mobile, okay? It, it's Whether it's your, your Kindle, Pad, phone, whatever it happens to be, whatever technology you're using to get this, you know, that's that's great. And we, we we really, really appreciate you supporting us. Trust me, we really do. Um, my renewal for Give God Nani just came up for the podcast. Uh, so I know we've been doing this for two years now, starting our third year. And really, I appreciate all of the messages I get. I got a message from uh, two people last week that I don't know, but I certainly have met them through social media of, of different types. Not, you know, there's more out there than just Facebook, right? <clears throat> but these folks reach out to us uh, and tell us how uh, they like what we're doing or wish they could hear something else. Um, you know, they want to know if I've ever done, you know, if I've ever talked about certain things. And sometimes I have, sometimes I haven't. But when you download the app, you can go back and search the archives, and it gives you access to those things. So, um, the other thing I want to mention very quickly is don't forget GiveGodNani.com. There's a lot of things on there, different ways uh, to support us. But more importantly, more importantly, hopefully helpful instructions to to help you, really. I don't want to say to teach you, but to help you Adjust your lifestyle so that you can live the way your Creator designed you to live. That's what we're looking for. That's my agenda, and I'll say it up front. I don't probably don't say it enough. I I try to. Uh, you know, everybody has an agenda. Mine is to convince you to live the way your Creator designed you to live. Okay. Now let's get. Uh, let me catch my breath just a little bit, and I try to get through the commercials very quickly. <laughs> if you can't tell that way I can slow down a little bit so that when we get to the meat it gives you something that you can uh, just look just like eating a good steak you know you can slice it apart and chew on it and and, and savor the flavor deception is something over 30 times in scripture we are told either don't be deceived or don't be fooled what it's and that that starts uh Back, I believe Jeremiah is the first one to tell us straight out not to be deceived, or that deception comes from the heart. You know, he's saying, "Look, you got to be careful of this. You got to watch for this." And what they're what the scriptures are really trying to tell us is, don't let somebody take advantage of you. If you are careful, if you're careful, and you understand who God is and what he's trying to do, then it's going to be very, very difficult for somebody to take advantage of you. Now, I want to compare that um, to something in in most modern lives, especially in America and, and many, many other countries around the world, because I know there's folks in other countries that listen to this. So I want to be kind of general, but at the same time, 
you know, make sure that you understand the importance of what I'm saying here. If you have made a very large, important purchase, okay, you have probably, and I'm, I'm talking, not talking about, you know, uh, a new phone. I'm talking about like a house or a car, maybe a major appliance for your house, like a new refrigerator or a heating system, cooling system, whatever it might be. Chances are, Chances are you have actually done a little bit of research. You didn't rush right out and say, you know what, I really like that color car. I'm going to buy it and see if it works for me. Hopefully that's not what you did. Hopefully, if it was a home, you talked to three or four or five or six contractors, and you know, you know, if you were building a home, that is, uh, if you're purchasing a, a pre-existing home, an already built home, hopefully you spoke to you know a couple of different realtors, maybe the neighbors, um, maybe maybe you went so far uh, before you even looked at the home as to research who built it, when it was built, that kind of thing, and then you go talk to a realtor, and you know hopefully if you're a very cautious, very careful consumer. You don't commit to the first realtor you talk to. You you speak with them. You interview them. Uh, you find out if they can actually, you can work with that person, if they're willing to, to understand things the way you understand them. Most of these folks, when you speak to them, you know they want your business, right? So they're going to tell you things. So you ask for references, Okay, that that's how you are cautious when making a big purchase uh, in the United States and, and other uh, certainly industrialized, developed countries. People buy cars and they research cars. Maybe they'll test drive two or three different ones to see, you know, which one fits the way they sit, which one fits the way they drive. Uh, I had a member of my family always wanted a Corvette and, and he would he saved for like 25 years so that he could afford to buy this Corvette. And when he bought it, you know, he said, this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever owned. And he had it for about six months and realized that he had never, you know, he'd been watching him, he'd been seeing him, he he knew almost everything about him, but he'd never really driven one for more than Probably what you would see as a test drive, you know, maybe 15 minutes. But actually, once he got in it and he started driving it, and he realized it wasn't that comfortable, it didn't fit his body type. It didn't fit with what he thought it was going to be. So, you know, hopefully before you make those purchases, you're you're going through and you're actually researching and you're finding things out. So that you're not fooled, you're not deceived. You don't see something pretty like a Corvette, okay? And you go buy it without spending a lot of time researching behind the wheel. Now, the member of my family did a lot of time researching. But his biggest mistake, and I'll, I'll say this this way, was he didn't look at the year he was sitting in because they changed seat styles, right? And he knew what year fit him, but he he couldn't find one for that year, so he bought a different one, and he only had that car a very short time, and it just wasn't comfortable. 
And another thing is once he actually got over that a little bit and, and he got a handle on the car, he realized it wasn't a good fit for him uh, handling-wise, speed-wise, I should say. So, you know, I've seen people have buyer's remorse after purchasing homes. And there's nothing wrong with the home. It just isn't the design and the layout that they really needed. They they bought uh, something because it maybe was available where they wanted it, it was in the right location. But they, you know, if they'd have waited just a little bit, just a little bit, it would have been much better for them. They could have found a home that was better suited for their lifestyle. And I say all of that because people, when they make large purchases, and I, I'm talking purchases well over um, a thousand U.S. dollars, okay, they're kind of careful. It, it's not like going to a cheap department store type place or a discount place or a thrift store and, and buying, you know, a, a new frying pan. That, you know, is different. People, when they make large purchases, are careful, normally. They don't buy impulsively large things, or they don't buy large things impulsively, I should have said. So why don't we treat Scripture the same way? You see, many times people listen to the people that, that they trust, they, they take, you know, just like, oh, you should go to this store to buy a refrigerator. You should go to that store to buy a refrigerator. You should use this car dealership, you know, check them out. Maybe people say, you know, if you're buying a house, people will say, well, I had really good luck with this contractor. I had really good luck with this realtor. When it comes to something as important as your spiritual and emotional and, and overall design well-being. Don't you think you should be just as careful? Have you ever thought about interviewing a pastor? We're looking for a church, pastor. Tell me why we should think about coming to your church. And most of the time they're going to start with, well, do you have children? We have this wonderful children's program. Maybe it's if the, if you're older, okay, if you appear to be a, a senior citizen type and you live near a retirement community, maybe they'll start with, well, you know, we have wonderful programs for our seniors. You know, we get together and we do this and we have this and we can go here. When they start that, that's not, you know, that should be a warning, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this flat out. That should be a warning to you. If they start talking about their programs before they start talking about their beliefs, how they worship, why they worship, okay, you already know that's probably a place you don't want to be. If you're looking to be entertained, I need to be careful how I say this. If you're simply looking to be entertained, you can go anywhere and be that. If you're simply looking for a safe place, a safe environment, there's places you can go. If you're actually looking for someone who's going to instruct you in Scripture, who's going to, to feed you 
uh, spiritual meat. Those are the pastors who start with, well, we believe that Scripture is Scripture. We believe the Bible is the instructions that we follow. We, you know, that's how they're going to begin to explain to you why you should go to their church. Because they're wanting to feed your spirit. They're wanting to feed your emotions healthy things. They're wanting you to take care of your inner being before they satisfy your physical needs. Okay? Those are the pastors you want to you find. And there's some out there. They're few and far between. They really are. But there's some out there. Here, you know, at Give God 90, we don't, well, I shouldn't say we, I don't have a typical congregation. Our typical congregation, uh, we meet as either Messianic Delaware, okay? That's the fellowship that meets. Give God 90 is separate from Messianic Delaware because we do things differently. The fellowship that meets gathers for Bible study, and it's in-depth, hardcore Bible study. Okay, Uh, I I like to say we teach the teachers because we send people out to different places from Messianic Delaware um, and they go and they teach others. We teach the teachers. Um, Branches of Hope, not far from us, is is another fellowship that meets and they dig. And I mean, when they dig, they dig. It's it's you dig through the language, the culture and the history. I've been invited to teach there a couple of times, and I'm going to tell you, these folks hold your feet to the fire when you go there. You've got to know your stuff, and it's got to be right. That That's just that plain and simple. Um, we have people uh, that we are associated with that have been to Israel uh, some a number of times. Um, one person is, well, by the time this is... Uh, being released they should be in Saudi Arabia uh, at the real Mount Sinai you know we have people that are looking for deeper truth deeper understanding and I hope that's what you're looking for if you're one of these folks who is content to sit in a church on a Sunday morning the some of the things I say will be I don't want to say over your head because I try to keep it simple, but it might be more detailed, more in-depth than what you're looking for. I'm looking for the the folks who are willing that when they read the Bible, it's more than reading it. They want to study it. And here is a study tip, okay? This one's free of charge, just like everything else we put out here. This study tip is simply this. If you are studying the Bible, study it with the expectation that you're going to have to teach it to somebody else. So, and and here's a little bit farther. You're going to have to teach it to somebody else who thinks they know what it already says. How about that? See, when, when, when you have enough information on a subject, and it doesn't have to be the whole Bible, Okay, It can be just one little aspect of it. Because there's a whole lot of things in Scripture that, that have to come together. And everybody has their piece of the puzzle. I've said that many, many times. And if your piece of the puzzle is teaching 
Um, maybe, maybe it's teaching, don't be deceived, right? So if you take that little piece of the puzzle and you're out there and you can say, look, it says here in Jeremiah, it says here in Psalms, it says here in Peter, it says, you know, here Yeshua said it, here this person said it, don't be deceived, don't be taken advantage of. And you present it in such a way that they can understand what you're saying and they go, oh, we shouldn't be taken advantage of because people are trying to steal money from us. We shouldn't be taken advantage of because Satan doesn't want us spending eternity in the presence of our Creator. He wants us to burn with Him in the lake of fire. That, when you present these things so that people can really think and when all the gears kind of line up and you see it in their eyes and the light bulb goes off over their head, oh, that's what that really means. That's when you know you have just put a piece of your piece of the puzzle in the right place in their life. It's that simple. When you can put your piece of the puzzle in the right place in somebody's life, you know, now they can take that and they can look for the piece that fits that one. Right? You know, sometimes sometimes we think about being able to complete that puzzle. You're not going to complete it. They'll never meet enough people in this world to complete that puzzle. Because a complete puzzle is complete understanding of not just our Creator, but of ourselves. And you're never going to get that in this world. We are too limited by our physicality, if that could be a word. We're so limited by our physical reality that we could never, ever under completely understand our Creator or ourselves. But we have to build that puzzle so that we can show, you know, we're living the way we're designed. We have to build that puzzle so that we can show, okay, you know, God, I'm doing the best I can with the information I've got. We build that puzzle by interacting with other people and teaching other people. So as you read the Bible, don't just read, like I've said, over and over and over. Study it. Make sure, you know, if you don't understand it, go back, back up, you know, maybe you have to back up a chapter. Find out what that particular passage is referring to and go from there. Don't let somebody take advantage of you because you haven't done your research. If you think your eternity is important, do the research. It's the most expensive purchase you're ever going to make. It's going to cost you more than buying a house. The thing is, you can't use money to pay for it. You have to use your time to pay for it. You have to use your faith to pay for it. Because time plus faith, time plus faith, takes you where you're going. And you can spend your time putting your faith in, in what's really in Scripture, or you can spend your time putting your faith in frivolous things. Okay? Um, 
there are, unfortunately, more bad pastors, more bad teachers out there than there are good ones. Um, and there are some who were good who either got tired, got greedy, got hungry, whatever, that have changed their perspective. They've taken their, and, and they claim that their eyes are still on Scripture, but they're beginning to twist it. And I know of two uh, recent ones that I have read and listened to that really in the past have been good. And now they have really done some things that I am just, I look at them, I shake my head, and I say, what happened to you? How did you lose sight of where you were going? Now there have been other folks in the past that I've looked at, and I said, wow, that guy really, or that girl in in one instance, they really don't have a clue. You know, they they looked at a Bible one time and said, well, that's a pretty book. Maybe they went to a Bible college, but now they're on TV saying, send me money and I'll pray for you. And they don't have, you know, I really don't think they could quote, uh, well, they might be able to quote some scripture, but I don't think they could tell you what it meant. You know, and I've said this before too, what's the use of learning uh, to quote scripture if you cannot if you cannot tell someone what it means. Because if you can't speak plainly to someone and explain it to them, you have all you've learned uh, is to repeat a phrase. You're just parroting back something that somebody else said. You have no clue what it means. You can't understand it yourself. And some of you are sitting out there, well, Scripture's hard to understand. No, it's not. It's easy to understand if you're willing to understand it from the perspective of the person who wrote it. And you're willing to understand from the perspective of the people it was written to. The other thing we have to be careful of, especially with these things that are this important, is when we're doing our research, that we not only look at the positive reviews, okay? You know, if you, if you go uh, to buy a car and you, you read the research on these cars and you say, oh, th- there's nothing wrong with this. You've read all the positive reviews. You haven't read any of the negative reviews. You don't know what's going on. If you look at a person you're going to listen to and all you ever hear is the positive stuff, there is no way in the world if this person who's been teaching um, has all positive reflection, that's an impossibility. That is really a statistical impossibility. There's going to be people who say they're the calmest person in the world. You know, an old, an old Sussex County saying used to be, that's the calmest person that the good Lord ever strung a gut through. Okay, now that's, that's pretty blunt and blatant. But you know what? I've met folks like this. I have met Bible teachers like this. I've met pastors like that that I wouldn't trust and this is, this is, yes, I am being extremely negative here. I have met pastors that I would not trust if I laid a dollar bill on the table. If I laid a penny on the table, I wouldn't trust them to walk by it without picking it up. I have met pastors that I wouldn't trust uh, in the same room 
with with anybody. Okay? It's just that plain and simple. There are evil pastors in the world. They are not even wearing sheep's clothing anymore. They're just blatant wolves out there trying to take advantage of everybody that they can. And throughout Scripture, we are told over and over and over again, don't be fooled, don't be deceived, let no man deceive you, let no woman deceive you, just don't be deceived. You've got to know this stuff. You've got to do your research so that when these people show up, and they will show up, you can look at them and say, no, I don't trust you. I know you're a liar. I know you're a false prophet. I know you're wrong. You are spreading evil. You are not spreading good. You're not, you might be speaking the word, but it is not your word that you're speaking. I know one pastor in particular, and I'm not going to give his name because he is, um, well, let's just say, He's not free to preach anymore. How's that? Um, He had, in the past, some good words. And through some evil doing, he wound up incarcerated. Now, this person needed to be incarcerated. What he did was flat-out evil. And a couple of you are thinking, well, I know a couple of pastors like that. I bet you do. Some might be incarcerated for a really, really good reason. I can tell you a couple that are incarcerated for kind of shaky reasons. Okay? Um, One I can mention, and I will mention because I kind of admire the guy, is Kent Hovine. Um, And he is a creation pastor who was put in jail for spending his own money to buy a, I think he was a backhoe, tracker. he was developing a piece of property on their, on their own uh, to, to actually build a biblical type, I don't want to say theme park, but it was a place where people could go learn about creation. And he, he got in trouble for spending his own money. Um, he's, he's now out of jail, and, and he went break, straight back to doing the things he was doing before, co- trying to complete his theme park to, to have people come and learn about creation. That's that's his piece of the puzzle is teaching creation. And if he can teach you that, yes, Genesis chapter 1 is real, then he is succeeded in putting his piece of the puzzle in your life. Now, I had that piece, okay? I didn't need him to teach it to me. So I'm kind of, I can stand back and look at what he did and see his actions and say, okay, here's somebody who wasn't evil, but went, you know, he, he spent his time, you know, he did his thing. That's fine. But there are pastors sitting in prison today who need to be there because they stopped being pastors when they began to live evil and display evil and do evil things. So I'm saying, don't be taken advantage of by these pastors. Don't be taken advantage of by the people who simply say, you send me $10 and I'll pray for you. You know, I'll be honest with you. I could make a, uh, 
I could keep this ministry going if everybody that hears it would send me $1 every year. That's all I need. That's all I need. dollar a year from each person who hears me. Not a dollar a week, dollar a year. Now, thankfully, there are people who do more than that, okay? And I appreciate it because not everybody that hears me can afford to send me a dollar a year. Not everybody that hears me wants to send me a dollar a year. You know, you get what you pay for, right? And we put stuff out free. That's what we're here for. To make sure that you are not taken advantage of. You are not deceived. By the way, that's not a beg for money here, okay? That's just saying. That's that's what it takes to to keep us going. But here's here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. There are people out there who will take advantage of far more than your finances. They will take advantage of your time. They will take advantage of your talent. They will take advantage of the skills that your creator designed and put into you to benefit other people. And they will try to suck it all up for themselves. Don't be taken advantage of. Don't be deceived. Don't tell somebody, well, I'd rather them take advantage of me than somebody else. That's the wrong attitude. Don't display. Don't display. It's okay to be deceived because it's never okay to be deceived. Watch out for these folks. And the the best way I can tell you to watch out for these folks is to do your research. Not just about the major purchases, but the most important purchase you'll ever make. And that is the purchase of your eternity. Do the research. Read your scriptures. Study scriptures just like you have to teach it to somebody else. And when you, once you do that, once you start doing that, you'll understand it in a, in a much more concise way. And it will make more sense. It typically is going to make more sense to you. Okay? I have heard many, many people say that they learn more when they're preparing a lesson than they ever do sitting and listening to somebody else. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you have a blessed, blessed week.